Coast preview podcast for the weekend, Saturday, June 5th. I'm John Barker, joining you once again at Jackpot Joel Marshall and Dynamite Dan Nuttall. Well, Joel, it is the Phillies' turn at Eagle Farm this Saturday, a Queensland coach day, famously won by Winks in 2015. Seems to have been permanently shifted back now to 2,200 metres. Uh, and Chris Waller's won three of the past five, and he's got six of the 14 runners on Saturday, but uh, none of them are favourite at this stage. Yeah, indeed. He's got uh, he's got the strong hand, certainly numbers-wise, but top of the betting sees Dewis and Bargain. Of course, Dewis hasn't raced since the Australian Oaks, finishing runner-up, and Bargain, well, she was placed in that race, but she has raced since she was runner-up in the Roses behind Only Words, which was the Wallet winner out of that race. Uh, look... Yeah, 2,200, I'm not sure. I reckon it should be 24. Um, so, I'm, yeah, I'm certainly in the favour of putting it back to its normal distance. But uh, nevertheless, I'm not sure about the class of this year's race. I think there's, you know, you throw a hanky over about eight or nine of them, to be honest. So it'll be interesting to see how the form measures up, uh, you know, in six, 12 months' time. But very competitive race. As I said, you can make plenty of cases. Well, you're right, Uh this is a race that has uh, thrown up its share of stars over the years. There's been a couple of Melbourne Cup winners, a couple of Caulfield Cup winners. Uh, you had uh, the Cox Plate winner, Sir Richard, although she won the Cox Plate before the Queensland Oaks. Uh, and needless to say, Winks, who after winning the uh, Queensland Oaks as the second race of her big winning streak, went on to win another 31. Well, the... Uh, Three or four fillies that have uh, won the race since then, Daniel, um, have not exactly set the world on fire. In fact, they've won two races between them from uh, near enough to 50 starts. Egg Tart winning the PJ O'Shea is the only black-type race that they've gone on to win. Uh, can you? Sounds like Joel can't see any future stars in Saturday's field. Can you? Yeah, look, it's oh, based on what they've done so far, it's um, hard to say that they'll go on to be stars. There's certainly... You know, a few of them have plenty of sort of Group One form this this preparation, and have been competitive in some of the better races, sort of the Oaks in Sydney, and and some of these Waller newcomers have really looked to be quite promising uh, horses based on what they've done so far. Um, but yeah, look, I can't say I can't say if there are any stars in the field in here. I think I think it's certainly a competitive race. It certainly ticks that box. Um, Joel's right. There's plenty of these you can make a good case for, but whether we'll be talking about these ones as top-line Group 1 stars in the next year or so, I'm not so sure for now. All righty. Well, you will be making the case for one of them later on. You'll both be making the case for the same one, in fact, but we'll take you right through the black type at Eagle Farm on Queensland Oaks Day, and that starts in race two. It is the authentic security, the Phoenix. 1,500 metres, set weights for two-year-olds at a listed level, Daniel, uh, Kate Breton is an early scratcher. Yeah, well, I'm with the five, Tutu Kako, still a maiden. Um, I don't think it'll be one for much longer. It was excellent uh, last time on the Sunshine Coast behind Tigerheart, who's, um, who's uh, looks to be above average. Uh, I think he wants, he sort of races if he wants further than the 1,400 metres. He gets that here and... Um, I think clearly the one to beat, Tutu Kaka, the five on top for me. Minto's Paradise in next. Comes out of a Gold Coast maiden win, but um, really toyed with his rivals that day, uh, relishing the heavy eight. 
Uh, won't forget those conditions here, but the, the wind was very promising and I think you can measure up on the back of that effort. Uh, London Bell, I think, is a chance. Got a mile back um, on Zabu at the Gold Coast, behind finishing fifth behind Minto's Paradise, but plenty of support for uh, him in the market that day and he did run on pretty well from, from a long way back and in for fourth, I got the nine, Volcanic Rock. My number's five, three, eight, nine. Yeah, I have put number eight, London Bell, on top. Uh, you said there was support for him, Daniel. Uh, I was one of the few out there that snaffled up the 30s or 40s that was available early on the Gold Coast for that race. And, yeah, he was heavily backed into, I think, 16 and then into nine to st- for a starting price. He was back near last, um, had a lot of traffic in front of him. He really hit the line well. I think he's got a bit of talent, this bloke. They did have him entered for the Ken Russell Memorial and was scratched a week before that maiden. So obviously got a bit of an opinion of him. Just hoping the step up in distance will suit. Uh, five, two to Kaka in for second. The half brother to Melody Bell, both his runs to date. He's found one better. He was under pressure and, and a couple of horses actually got past him early in the straight at the Sunshine Coast, but he fought back strongly, just indicating that he's still learning what it's all about and he probably wants a bit further. Uh, nine volcanic rock. Uh, led and tried very hard at Rose Hill first up. He's going to be putting putting himself on speed and taking plenty of beating. And I thought the maiden win of Pixar Beans at Ipswich last start was very good, swooping around them out wide, and she might have a bit of a future. But eight each way for me from five, nine, and 11. Across to race four at Eagle Farm on Saturday, Grinders Coffee Lightning Handicap, 1,000-metre quality listed event. Daniel. The top weight, Usmanov will be pretty hard to catch here. Not a whole heap of pace in the race. Um, from about 60, he looks a likely leader. Thought it was a very good effort at the Gold Coast last start of 900 metres. Um, well ridden by Bailey Northfield that day. And they do get along well, these two. And um, already built up a very good winning record. Eight wins from 23 starts. Just maps to get a good run here. And I think, as I said, will be hard to run down the one. Um, I've got the five in next Boomtown last, which, as I said, not a whole lot of speed, but she'll be one that will certainly go forward. So I don't think from barrier 10, she'll have to do a whole heap of work to sort of settle outside the leader. I've uh, got a very good fresh record. She hasn't missed the Quinella in six first up attempts. Um, and just a consistent course, um, just a very consistent whole mare in general. So they're clearly the two, one on top of five. Hale Manhattan uh, look probably a little bit better over maybe 1,400 to 1,600 metres, but he certainly can run a race fresh. Um, he's two from three first up. He has decent enough form over 1,000 metres and, uh, yeah, can bob up at odds, which I think he might be able to do here. I've got the eight, Snow Valley in for fourth. One on top of five, six and eight. Yeah, five, Boomtown last for me. She was a model of consistency last prep. She won first up, defeating Needorp, and then went on to place at her next four, including a couple at black type level and a third on Magic Millions Day. I think she's well in with 54 and a half and she's going to be very hard to beat. Usmanov's got to carry the 59. He had 58 when winning on the Gold Coast first up. He certainly looks <coughs> the other main winning hope. And perhaps the knockout for me is number eight, Snow Valley. She's a mare that's always had plenty of talent. She tackled some decent races early in her career. She's sort of been left as a you know, sort of a benchmark horse in the past 12 months. But she did run really well in the Magic Millions mare's race, beating the length by Crone, where she led and gave a great sight. I think she's the knockout factor, and four Tycoon Ace has place claims. Five from one, eight, and four. 
And the main support race at Eagle Farm on Saturday is race five, Ascot Green Morton Cup, 1,200-metre group two, set weights and penalties. Daniel. Splintex on top, uh, pretty solid in the Dubin 10,000, as, as he sort of always does a group one level, probably finds um, a few of those a little bit too classy at, at, at that level, but um, he's a ripping horse, a good win at Randwick, two starts back. He maps to get a very easy lead here from barrier one, and it'll be really hard to run down. Uh, Varda will certainly be the one chasing uh, him late. She was uh, awesome winning the Chief to be a second up. Looks really no hope on the turn. Um, sort of came out of nowhere to win that. She'll be charging in with just a 53 and a half kilos. Wisdom of Water, I've uh, been on a couple times as preparation. Look, probably a little unlucky not to finish a bit closer last start. She was sort of in restricted room there, but. The course going very well. Uh, deserves a win, this prep. In for fourth, we've got the Scalopini, who uh, absolutely flies fresh. One eight five three. I'm giving special reward another chance here. I was on him last time out in the BRC sprint, but he was caught three wide on speed, and he was beating the horse on turning. He's much better than that. We saw him in the Million Dollar Hunter uh, back in the spring, where he improved, racing right on top of the speed and beaten only by Sweet Deal. He's talented enough to win this, and there's not a lot of early speed. Splintex should kick through and hold the rail from inside, from the inside gate. And Special Reward, I think, can sit outside and take a lot of beating. Eight Varda, she uh, flew home last time out, winning the Chief De Beers. That was a huge win. Uh, she'll be finishing strongly. One Splintex, well, he just gets his chance to lead and be taking plenty of catching. And four Baller, won pretty well at the Gold Coast first up, and he might have come back a, a sharper horse this time in. But two each way for me from eight, one and four. First leg of the quaddy at Eagle Farm on Saturday is race six. New Turf Spear Chief Handicap, 1,500 metre quality at listed level. Daniel. With Goldie Fox here, uh, interesting runner. She started a career, of course, Leon Shaw Corstens and sent, sent up north to Queensland. She had three runs for Tony Gollan, now finds herself in the Edmonds camp, um, Really going well, this preparation. Took on a Class 6 at Doombin last start. Rocketed home. Just missed Cloak, who sat up on the speed. Like the pace was on, so the horses at the... The running horses sort of did get their chance, but the on-paces there sort of did stuck on. Okay, they got a, a few lengths clear at the top of the turn, and Cloak was able to hold on. But Goldie Fox was um, from a long way back with, with the light weight. Certainly was an eye-catching performance, stepping up to 600 metres. Um, it's an open race, and she's one of the many hosts, but she's on top for me. Um the nine in for second i got the one ground swell poor on face value last start but did pull up with uh with, with the thumps uh does go to 1500 meters and he's one for one at the trip in for third I got the six charlise uh just flying this mare she won well at Sandown a f about three starts back and then was sent to Roselle up in trip and weaved a passage through it was a good ride by louise day she came from last to win that and so she's won the clockwise way of going um, so first go in Brisbane, but yeah, hard to knock um, the form she's in. Uh, Louvois and Immortal Love, um, fourth and fifth. They can go into the quaddy as well. My number's nine, one, six, and seven. Yes, seven Louvois for me. Runner-up behind Reloaded, two runs back. That's a good form line. He's on the backup from last week, or he was third behind the heavily-backed Profit. Went down less than a length. I think that's good enough form for a race like this, dropping two kilos. Six Charlize, very strong win at Rose Hill. She was back near last on the turn. 
and Zoom through near the inside. Drops three and a half kilos. She just seems to be in career best form. Uh, one ground swell. Had a minor case of the thumps last time out. So be forgiving. They tried sort of riding him with a bit of a sit there too. I think they need to let him run like they did at Morfittville and Bendigo prior. So I think he'll be your leader. I don't think they'll be holding him up and he can improve. And nine Goldie Fox. Good run last start. Certainly looks close to another win. Seven on top from six, one and nine. Race seven at Eagle Farm on Saturday, not technically a black type race, but it is worth half a million, and it is the second leg of the quaddy. It is the Magic Millions National Classic. 1,600 metres, standard weight for age for fillies and mares. Daniel? Yeah, not black type, but certainly one of the highlights for me on the card. Uh, plenty of mares coming, in four mares coming together here, and I'm pretty keen on one of those in the form of the John O'Shea trained Rocker Clock. She was a brilliant. She's been a brilliant winner over 1400 meters. Her past two, she's up to this mile here, but I don't think that's um that's to her detriment. I only just missed the winner in a group three over the 1600 meters. Second up, <clears throat> um, the conditions to suit the dry track and Eagle Farm as well will be a, a, a track that suits her down to the ground so hard to knock rock o'clock the, the wide draw she's drawn wide a few times well, a couple of times as preparation she's able to go back and and go back anyway and still finish over the top of them so i don't think the the, the wide draw will be too much of a concern um i think she can continue the winning streak nudge um they clashed about six weeks ago and um rock o'clock just got the better of her there but nudge has only gone from strength to strength very deserved win at doombin last start the pam o'neill uh, did it pretty easily on the line as well um, but she had been building up to a performance like that with a string of minor placings polly gray flying another man that's in form but just uh, whether she's at her best on on dry ground uh, we know how good she is on on wet tracks she has yet to win on a on a dry track but look, she's hard to um, hard to discount based on what she's done this preparation three wins from her last four and Fabric, very consistent um, mare as well um, in the game. Rock O'Clock, pretty keen on her, though. And this three, five, six, and 2, my numbers. Yeah, same Quinella for me. I've just stuck with Nudge, who had been building to that win at Doombin last time out, suited by the mid-race uh, increase of tempo there when Yamazaki went zooming around them and went to the front. That certainly helped. I think uh, there looks enough speed on to suit. Should be probably back near Rock O'Clock. I expect them to come with their runs together and won't be much between them, but I've gone nudge to beat Rock O'Clock. Uh, four in good health. Blinkers went on last time out at Morfittville. She looked like she was overdoing it out in front, but just proved way too good. Uh, comes back in distance here, but um, yes, I don't think that'll be a problem. The way she travelled in the Blinkers last time out. And two Polly Gray. Sort of been with her right the way through this prep. Just the query, as Daniel touched on. Getting onto a dry track. And coming back in distance to the 1600 too. Uh, they're queries, but you know the story with these mares in form that shouldn't be leaving them out. Five on top from three, four, and two. The big one at Eagle Farm on Saturday is race eight, third leg of the quaddy. James Squire, Queensland Oaks, 2200 metres set weights for three year old fillies, Daniel. And with Charm's star, she was off a, a couple of months threshing up um, when third in the Roses, uh, two months between runs of when in the New Zealand Oaks. Um, so, look, the, she was fresh at the last start run, expecting her to take plenty of improvement out of that. She does, as I said, she does boast a group one placing in that Oaks. Um, 
and will certainly be suited by the rise of 2,200 metres. Not much between her and Grace and Harmony is my second pick, and I've been with uh, her last couple of starts. She <clears throat> was wide when winning the Gold Coast bracelet, two back, but was still too good for them there, and a wide draw last start um, cost her there. She just <clears throat> covered plenty of ground in the run, and... Um, just couldn't sort of make up the necessary ground there, but it was a pretty considering um, she's another who will improve the rise of 2,200 and uh, this time around gets a good draw drawn barrier three. So it gets a much softer time of it this time around, but bargain in the third, the, the three um, was excellent. The ATC Oaks two back over 2,400 meters and then back in trips to the roses. I thought was very good behind only words. And in for fourth, I got the one Duas. Um, again, they filled the placings in the Oaks, Duas and Bargain. And he's really a bit of a winning machine, this preparation for Edward Cummins, who um, gets one of his <clears throat> the good horse on the scene. And she's certainly in the game as well. Don't think the chances end there, but my numbers, eight, six, three, one. Yeah, we've both landed on the same horse out of the roses here. Number eight, Charm Star. Just thought she had the... The room for improvement, as Daniel touched on, she hadn't raced since the New Zealand Oaks. We ended runner-up behind Amaralina. Prior to that, she was runner-up behind Lanacord, who had run well in South Australia. I thought it was probably the best run in the in the Roses. There were a couple of other really good runs, but just with that in mind, that she should have plenty of improvement. Happy to lean her way from one Jewess. I haven't seen her since the Oaks, but she's had a nice trial. I think she'll be. Very hard to hold out. Ten, Signora Nera, who I was on in the Roses. And look, you can make a case she should have been placed. She was held up at a couple of stages in the straight. Certainly ran well. I'll probably have to have a saver on her and stick with her because uh, she didn't, certainly didn't go badly there. And three, Bargain, the other Sydney filly, who will have come on a fair bit from that run in the Roses. I would have thought she was attacking the line strongly. I think the step back up in distance will suit her. But eight on top for me from one, ten, and three. And finally, at Eagle Farm on Saturday, race nine is the Nova 106.9 Queensland Day Stakes, 1,200 metres, set weights for three-year-olds listed, Daniel. With our playboy, I was pretty pleased with his first up run at Doombin over 1,110. A bit against him there, so they got a long way back in running. Um, on the turn, didn't seem to be a winning hope, and... Look, he never really threatened the winner in the end, but loved the way he sort of let down late. Um, he was clearly the best of the backmarkers um, in a race dominated by those up on the speed. Um, he was tested in pretty good company last preparation. Look, look at his form on paper. It doesn't seem too, really too flash hot, flash hot, but uh, he was he did race in a Coolmore stud stakes and finished midfield there for beaten. Um, 4.8 lengths by September run. And it was tested in some very good races and sort of um, held his own without really threatening. So this looks one of the, the weaker races he's seen in his past sort of six or seven starts. Um, and the, the, the first sub-effort indicates he's come back in good order. So on with our playboy on top, uh, Georgie's pride. Need a little bit of luck from the draw, but you can't knock her. She's just flying to preparations. He's had five wins at the track this time in. Rocketing by, probably D-Day for a few people, but the blink has gone for the first time. And in for fourth, um, I have the three mass destruction. My number's five on top of 12, one and three. I'm going to give it another chance to 10 Garoppolo, who I was going into bat for last time out. Uh, it's, it wasn't beaten all that far. It was a little bit disappointing. I thought he, he was going to do more, but he was four weeks between runs. He was down to running the Gold Coast Skinnies and... 
was scratched there. So maybe they had an issue and he went four weeks between runs, uh, drawn another inside gate. He's yet to show that he can use that at all. So that's, you know, I'd probably prefer him drawn out wide, to be honest. But he's going to be 30 to 1, and he probably should have gone close to winning the Mick Dittman two starts ago. So I'm going to forgive him one bad run. Uh, from seven, Tremonto, another horse that's over the odds, going really well, this bloke. He was huge odds in the, huge odds in the Gold Coast Guineas and uh, led and gave a huge sight when second and backed up that performance with a tough fourth behind Kizukano when wide the trip from gate two. He'll be, put himself on speed doing no work and could probably have a saver on him. 12, Georgie's Pride just continues to race well. Six from 11 and 11, Kizukano back to the winner's list last time out. She can be competitive again. 10 for me, though, from 7, 12 and 11. All righty, that was Joel's value bet on the Eagle Farm program. Race nine, number Garoppolo. Joel's best in the Oaks. Race eight, number eight, Charms Star. Daniel's best was in the Magic Millions race. Race seven, number three, Rocket Clock. We haven't heard yet about your value bet. Talk us through in the uh, cutest race, which is the Gold Jewel race three. Uh, talk us through number three, Mashani Hustler. Well, Daniel has just dropped out for the time being, so uh, can't talk us through Mashani Hustler, but you've got Mashani Hustler second. Joel, can you make a case? Uh, I can. So he's dropping back in class here into the cutest race, obviously just for the cutest horses. It was a, a cracking run first up in the Chief De Beers. He was 100 to 1 and finished third behind Varda. So, look, that looks the right form. There's a couple of others coming back in class too. You've got like, the likes of Boom Sara, Red Chase, both coming out of stakes grade. Uh, hence, they're all up the top of the weights here. But, uh, yeah, from gate one, you'd have to think Mashani Hustle, if he runs anything up to what he did in the Chief De Beers, he'll be taking plenty of beating. Okay. Dan, Joel has made the case on your behalf for Mashani Hustler. We will move along to Sydney Racing on Saturday, which is at Rose Hill, and there is a black-type race, and it is race seven, uh, the 4X Winter Cup 2,400-metre quality event, a listed event worth 150000 Start us off, Joel. Yeah, 12 nights order for me. Just looks to be ticking along beautifully this time in. He gave ground after sitting outside the lead in the Wagga Cup. The sprint home probably against him there. Uh, but he stripped a lot fitter. He set a stronger tempo in the Lord Mayor's Cup next time out. And I thought he held on really well. He was only collared at the 200. He finished fifth behind Polly Gray. Uh, stays down in the weights. Draws well. Third up, 2,400. He was a winner in this class over this trip back in October. Uh, that was at Randwick. He carried 53, so he's pretty well off, only going up half a kilo on that win. He's going to be hard to beat. 11 Stockman runs for the third consecutive Saturday. Now, he ran really well in that Lord Mayor's Cup. They backed him up the following week. He was desperate for 2,400. He got it. He also got 60.5 kilos, and he just couldn't quite go with no compromise, uh, the promising Kiwi, in the last 100 metres. But back down to 54 kilos, and at 2,400, he's certainly not going to lack fitness. Eight parry sound. Is going well. Also comes through the Lord Mayor's Cup where he was strong there behind Polly Gray. Probably had his chance to beat her, uh, but we discussed her. She's just a mare in great form. 2,400 is going to suit him now. And one Inverloch. He's just got to give a bit of weight away to some of those horses down towards the minimum. And that's the query, but he's racing really well. Comes through that Wagga Cup win. He'll put himself on speed. 12 for me, though, from 11, 8 and 1. Yeah, much of the same 
for me, I was with 12 nights order. I was sort of keen on last start and he right through the half up the straight there. Rosell, you sort of thought he'd be in the finish, but he did tie late, knocked up late and, and wasn't beaten all that far. As you said, Joel, 2,500 metres is certainly more of his go here third up and uh, certainly will, I think will be harder to catch this time around. So 12 on top for me. Uh, I got the eight in next, Parry Sound, who uh, was only beaten by the one, the flock Polly Gray, last start. Uh, gets him up 54 kilos and and took on this sort of level last start and, and proved he was up up to it. The one in Veloc, um, excellent last start in the Wagga Cup. Yonkers breaking the form. And in for, in for fourth, I got the five, Costello. 12 on top, 815. All righty. Well, that was Joel's best on the Rosal program. Race seven, number 12, Knight's Order. Uh Daniel, your best, race four, number 15, Scream and Shout. Yeah, he comes out of the provincials, uh, this O'Shea Gelding, and oh, the Kembla Grange winner was, was, look, he was backed as if unbeatable. He, was, he was smacked into $1.70. I think he was about two fifty earlier in the day, and um, he won. <clears throat> he justified the support. He won easily. He rounded them up and and put them, put them away very, very comfortably to a city... Um, a city benchmark 72 here, but I think he's got plenty of scope. This guy, and I, I think he's up to him. Um, pretty keen on him here. I think he can continue his running streak. Race four, number 15. The value comes in race three. And with the 12, good omens. Um, look, I thought she, from a long way back, she she found the line pretty well there. Um, uh, she, she's going the right way, this preparation. Drawn wide again here, but... Um, Finds a weaker race here, but and certainly going really well and well over the odds, I think. Good omens once again. So race three, number 12, my value. Well, let's save us a bit of time because good omens is your value bet as well, Joel. Indeed, yeah. She got held up at a couple of key stages last time out and then finished off quite well. Uh, look, I think number 10, Wicklow's the one to beat, the import. He looked the winner at Newcastle and a pretty weak maiden. He did the job nicely. Uh, he could be a very progressive horse. Um, so, yeah, he's the one I'm scared of, but good omens, well over the odds. All righty. Flemington is the venue for Melbourne racing on Saturday. And, Joel, you start us off with your best in race six, number 13, the deck. Yeah, and as it stands, he's still an acceptor for Morfittville Parks on Saturday. Haven't uh, seen him scratched from either race, but uh, he's going to be a much shorter at Morfittville. Uh, I think he's around the $6 mark, but around $17 or $18 here at Flemington. I uh, quite like him. It's a tough race, but he's always showed plenty of ability. He was jumping out well prior to the debut where he just got a bit lost there at Kilmore. Uh, they gave him a good break. He resumed at Geelong. It was a strong win. Sat sort of just behind the leaders and then took over just after the turn and really came clear. Uh, it was a dominant win. He had the 59 and a half. The runner-up has since won. Down to 54, good low gait. I just think there's plenty of upside about him. You can certainly say that about a lot of these horses in this race, though. It's not an easy race, but I am confident that he'll run well. Uh, my value bet is race seven. It's the first emergency, number 17, Arms Giver. Now, this bloke trialled well in New Zealand before being bought by OTI. There was uh, big raps on him before Warrnambool. He jumped at odds on. He got rolled, but he ran pretty well. I just think he lacked the change-up speed for 1,400 metres. He went to the front at Geelong over 17.55 next time. Again, $1.90. He 
He looked all over a winner until AC Dolce just dropped on him in the last furlong, ran the best splits of the meeting to beat him. She might be one out of the box. So even though he's been beaten both starts at $1.90, now you're getting double figures, and I think he can measure up to this better race. Wouldn't be surprised if they ride him a bit quieter either from that wide gate. Uh, uh, Daniel, talk about your specials at Flemington. Yeah, race three, number five, is my best bucks. Uh, left-hand man, the South Australian uh, visitor. She, she, he was had a run at Sandown Lakeside last start. He bumped into the, the flying corner pocket. He just continues to build his, um, uh, his picket fence, his preparation. He sort of found, found trouble there, but... Was able to recover and, and make up some good ground there at Lakeside. It was a promising effort third up. It was a run of a coming winner, I thought. And again, with Will Price aboard, um, certainly will be in the finish here, fourth up. So he's my best race three, number five, left hand man. I like uh, Foxy Frieda in race six. Uh, I think she's a, a filly with plenty of ability. She was first up, bumped into a pretty good one, I think, a Papar- Paparazzi Queen. Um, first up at Kilmore, and then second up, Ballarat. Uh, beat Visualise and that horse and won at its next start to Frank the Form. She then stepped into a three-year-old benchmark 64 at Sandown Lakeside. Long way back, got sort of sh- shuffled back on the turn and was encountering traffic problems early in the straight, but let down with an excellent uh, run there and, and did well to finish as close as she did. It was a tough day to make ground and she was excellent from well back. She was the second quickest last 200 metres of the race and outside the winner, Sir Davey, who handed in the quickest last 200 metres of the meeting. So We'll settle closer from this good draw here and well over the odds, Foxy Frieda. Um, although I do concede it is, a, it is an open race. Race six, number 12. All righty, my best at Flemington. Uh, well, not many have missed this horse. Uh, race one, number two, Grand Promenade. Second to Realm of Flowers last time uh, and just in this small field. Uh, does look to stand out, just needs to hold form. To be winning is certainly short enough, however, and I have stopped them before. My value bit race eight, number four, is uh, Brenlin's Trooper. Uh, down from Albury, the Sylvia stable has been beating the older horses, uh, including our old friend Yeldarb uh, last start, but uh, it does look to be showing a bit of promise, and I just think at 26 bucks, I think that's your small stable overs, so uh, something each way on Brenlin's Trooper, they are racing again on the Parks track at Morfordville on Saturday, and it's not putting anyone off. Big, big fields again throughout the day. Daniel, you start us off in the second with number one, Dark Horse. Yeah, he hasn't won for some time. I say it's been about, it's been over a year since his win. That was on Dubu. Um, he's had eight starts since, and he's been around the mark. There's no doubt about that, but just been good at finding a couple better. Um, there's also been a couple of instances this preparation anyway. He hasn't had a whole heap of luck. Uh, last start at Cranbourne, he was wide the trip, but kept coming now. I thought it was a pleasing effort. Fast and deep, the winner has since come out and run well again in a tougher race. Um, so I think he's going pretty good, Dark Horse. He just needs a win. He draws one for Jason Holder here. Um, and if you can get luck at the right time, he's well worth a bet at around the five fifty six dollars mark. So he's my best of the day, race two, number one. The value, or it's come up a lot shorter than I thought it would, Lady Bethany. Um, she's probably around $5 now when I last when I last looked. Just had no luck first up at Murray Bridge. Uh, got a long way back in running there and uh, yeah, couldn't really get a crack of them. So just a complete forgive. She's a previous second up winner um, at this track, Morseville Park, over the 1,250. So this, this track and trip, um, and she seems to do her best work 
here. So I think it was an improved showing with three kilos thanks to Jacob Offerman coming off. Um, the race with a long tail, I think she can she can atone for the luckless first up run. Lady Bethany, race seven, number two. Joel, any thoughts on Adelaide? Uh, just the deck if they elect to go that way. Race five, number five. All righty. Over in Perth, racing at... Belmont once again, and uh, there is a good uh, three-year-old race there, Black Pipe Race. It is race seven, the Raconteur Stakes, over 1,400 metres. Uh, there's a few good types there. BJ, though, is a graceful girl, race seven, number seven, BJ Ryan, our man in Perth. It is uh, Grant Nalana Williams and William Pike, but, uh, you know, the black figures at around about the three bucks because there, uh, there are some, some very good types there. Uh, she is stepping up. From 1,200 to the 1,400, third up should be suited. Main danger is first up, so that little bit of race fitness uh, could help the main danger I speak of being number three, Salaya, and then there's Billy Ain't Silly as well. Uh, so probably a race in three, Billy Ain't Silly, though, dropping back from the 1,600. So, BJ, just with Graceful Girl is the one most likely to be suited by the 1,400 metres on Saturday. BJ's best race nine, number 11, Bright Diamond, and value bet race five, Number seven, uh, which is Amasinus, although that one is fairly short at about $2.50. Joel, earlier in the day across the Tasman, they are racing at Wanganui and Ellerslie. Yes, Wanganui, my best bet, comes up in the last. Race eight, number five, Yossarian. On the backup from last week, where he set outside the lead, just probably lacked the dash over the mile, but he held on pretty well for fourth. I think the step up and distance definitely going to suit. And for the leading apprentice in the country, Hazel Schofer, I think he'll take plenty of beating. My value bet's race three, number eight, Tumbleweed. Now, she ran well at her first couple last prep before winning a very similar race here, third up. Now, she's only second up, but she comes off a very good third. She gets two kilos off, down to 54 and a half. So as long as it's not one run too early, I think she'll give you a good side each way. At Ellerslie, the value comes up race three, not sure it will be value. Just interested to see what the market says. But it comes off a good trial win. Savanoski. Uh, it was a, a strong on-pace trial. Put a bit of a gap on his rivals. I think he'll take plenty of beating on debut. And the best bet comes up in race eight, number four, Magdala. Going to give this one another chance. Uh, it was around double figures last week. And just got a bit too far back there at Alzi. was near last on turning. Had to pick his way through the field and, and did that quite well. Was did finish seventh, but was only beaten a couple of lengths just off the place getters there. Uh, drops a rating band here, and I think that should see him go pretty close. All righty, that wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia and brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Yes, well, another, well, a small profit last week, thanks to moi. And we have finished in front four of the past six weeks, which is better form than previously. Uh, I was Plaquette, uh, just, which uh, just got us enough to uh, finish very slightly in front for the week. I am uh, at the risk of boring everyone to tears. I'm uh, going for that certainty I spoke of earlier. 
Uh, and in the form I'm in, maybe I won't stop at this time. And I speak of Flemington race one, number two, Grand Promenade. Joel? Uh, I'll have 10 a win at Flemington, race six, number 13, the deck. You can transfer that to Adelaide if he goes there. And race seven, number 17, Arms Giver. Yeah, similar betting strategy. I'm going to have 10 on my two best bets in Brisbane. Race three, number three, Mashani Hustler. And 10 on Rock O'Clock, race seven, number three. Excellent. All right. Well, that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It is online as we speak to you on Thursday afternoon. It uh, will be in the shops. First thing, Friday morning, and it's got uh, all the form for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and your favourite columnists and features as well. Still, incredibly, only $5.50. Have a great weekend, listeners. Back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.